All right, man, we'll just go ahead and get started. First of all, welcome to the Kayak Bass Fishing Podcast. I appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your busy day to uh, to jump on with the interview. I appreciate y'all having me. So um, let's just let's just get going, man. So for people that, that don't know who you are and for, as far as, you know, where you fish, primarily kind of that deal, why don't you uh, run through that real quick? Well, um, for those who don't know me, my name is Guillermo. I was born in Puerto Rico. Um, I grew up in South Florida for the most part. And uh, I came here to Texas for college, and I've been here ever since. My The two fisheries that I probably spend the most time on are probably my local lake right here at home, which is Lake Worth, as well as uh, Lake Fork Reservoir. Okay. Where did you uh, where'd you go to school? I went to college at TCU. Okay. Well, no one's going to hold that against you. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, what's your, what's your major? Uh, geography. Geography. Okay. Have you applied that uh, post-graduation? What are you doing now? So, actually, right now, I'm a farm and ranch real estate agent. But uh, for, for several years, I did geographic information systems work for a civil engineering firm. Okay. Um, and most of, uh, most of what I did w- was involving, uh, new oil and gas pad locations in West Texas. All right. Got it. The, uh, so obviously growing up in Florida, is that where you started fishing? Yeah, actually it is. Um, so it's, it's, it's a pretty funny story. Um, the first, my first real fishing trip. That, that I remember, I went on a eight-year-old's uh, birthday party. Okay. Right? And uh, I was in Miami at the time, and so what they did was we went down to the Keys, and there was a little pier there. And so kind of the point of the whole birthday party was for the kids to get to fish and just, you know, see what happens. Um, well, right. it really – it really wasn't long uh, before 90% of the kids got bored. And uh, that last 10% was me. I wasn't bored. I wasn't okay with not having caught a fish. Nobody had caught a fish at this point, And everybody was just kind of dejected and they went over to the pool, but not G G was determined to figure this out. You know, I'd never yeah. caught a fish before and it had to happen. And, uh, it wasn't very long after I caught the only fish of the trip and <laughs> it was the best feeling ever. It was, it was, a uh, it, it was about six inches long <laughs> and I was on top of the world. And from then on, I was about as hooked as a kid can be on fishing. Okay. Awesome. But, uh, you know, moving forward from there, uh, you know, growing up in South Florida is, is about as is about as good as it gets as far as, you know, a fishing paradise. And uh, right. so that's actually how I got started in kayak fishing. Um, my one of my uh, one of my parents, good friends, had a house in this little bay not far from where we lived. And they had this little tandem ocean kayak. 
Okay. And I used to bug this lady on a weekly basis. Hey, can I use your kayak? Hey, can I use your kayak? And all I would really do is, you know, they had it there in front of their house, which is right by the water. So I would not be fishing for really whatever bit. But in most cases, I mean, what was pretty cool about it is, you know, we had snook and tarpon right there. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I really, you know, what I really got into at the time. And, and, and more than anything was snook fishing. I was absolutely obsessed with snook. I, I enjoyed the whole peacock bass thing that we had down there, but I mean, nothing consumed me more than the snook. And pretty cool way to grow up fishing, if you ask me. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, how long? I mean, so you did that. I mean, through through high school, did you get into tournament fishing back then at all? Tournament fishing was nowhere near my radar. Um, okay, I fished just because I loved it. I fished for the challenge of it. I fished. I had some really good friends that loved to fish, and and um, I still love to fish with. Uh, but tournament fishing didn't actually uh, reach my radar until I was in college, okay. um, where I, you know, I I still love to fish, and you know, I joined the the bass club, and you know, growing up, I had always watched you know the bass masters and all that and i thought man how how cool would it be to to get to do that and be successful right. um but it wasn't until i actually started with uh so i joined my college bass club that i realized wait a minute you know this is a very real thing i, I can get involved in this and, and, and see how it goes and so uh it was it was really then I, we had our little in order to go fish in the national tournaments with like the FLW college fishing or Bassmaster college fishing. We had our own little like club events, basically to establish a ranking among anglers, and that would uh, decide who got to go to the national events. And uh, in the at the time, I really wasn't that experienced of a bass fisherman, but I, I did really well in the little club tournament. So it was exciting and it kind of fueled the fire, you know, and you think, well, maybe I, maybe I am pretty good at this. Maybe my experience down in Florida, you know, helped. Right. Yeah. I mean, a fish is a fish is a fish, right? Suddenly you're like, I got this. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I'm I'm guessing at that point, I'm guessing somewhere in this story is you get your ass handed to you. Well, yes. Um, (laughs) The, the the club tournaments and the national tournaments are two completely different deals. I'm just yeah, going to go ahead are. and say that. You know? Um, right. I, I, you know, what, I remember very vividly to this day um, my very first college tournament. It was on Lake Eufaula in Oklahoma. I went with my buddy David up there. And, you know, we had a plan. We thought we were ready. And we were, we were ready to kick some butt, you know? Right. Um, you know, little – Little college G was all was 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 all fired up. He'd done really well in his club tournaments. He was ready to kick some butt, you know, on the national level. And yeah, so heads like heads like like a bobblehead. The head's really swollen. You're thinking, <laughs> I got this. Exactly. That level? Exactly. And we yeah. got up there. That's what, we need to, that's what we need for the future. Like everybody needs a bobblehead. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Anyway, sorry. Back. Back to the story. I got sidetracked. Well, but anyways, um, so that tournament, the lake was actually on fire. 
Um, and there were some absolutely massive bags caught. But, uh, you know, it turned out that G and, and G's team did not uh, – they didn't catch a fish. So like, uh, we catch a fish? We, we did not catch a scorable fish. We actually caught okay. a few shorts, but we did not catch a scorable fish. Gotcha. And so we came back and watched the weigh-in for a little bit, and, you know, there were people up there, and they were talking about how they caught them. And none of those things had ever even been on my radar. Um, you know, you caught them on a frog? What the heck is a frog? I mean, I grew up in Florida, but I really didn't bass fish. And Right. So hearing about, you know – Listening to these guys talk, I was thinking, man, I got, I, you know, I suck. I, I got a lot to learn. And uh, it was really at that moment where I told myself, all right, I, I'm going to learn everything. I, I don't care what it is. I'm going to learn it and I'm going to figure it out. I, I ended up buying an assortment of baits and I, I just started experimenting. And it was really through experimenting that. I really started, I feel like, to develop my skills as a bass angler. And, and it was at that point, actually, that I, uh, that, I bought, that I bought a kayak, a Diablo Paddle Sports Adios. And that, it, it was in doing that that allowed me, a kayak actually allowed me to develop my skills, fine-tune them. And little by little, I started realizing, I mean, I could show up to just about any lake and, you know, with the, with the skills I had acquired, figure out how to catch, how to catch them. And it right. felt good. And that only motivated me to continue to do that. And and here we sit today. And here we sit today. I actually it wasn't it wasn't long after that uh I decided, you know, if I'm gonna get if I'm gonna get good at this, I, I need to learn how to do this under pressure. So I entered my uh, I actually entered my first kayak tournament. And that was back then it was a tournament trail ran by a guy named Rob McFerrin. Um, and it was the North Texas Kayak Trail. And uh, the tournament was on Joe Pool. And, you know, I was a little nervous because up until then, my, my tournament fishing experiences hadn't been uh, as good as I would have liked them to have been. And uh, right, I showed up to Joe Pool that morning and absolutely hammered them. And I ended up winning my first kayak tournament ever. And I was on top of the world. I was, I like this and I want to keep doing this. So you just, that, that was where the, you mean, that, not like you weren't already bit and you, you know, you knew you were, you're digging it, but that one just brought it all home. Yeah, that brought it all home. That, that, that made me decide, you know, I, I want to invest more in kayak fishing, you know, getting, getting to fish, you know, the, the kayak tournament scene right then and there that day was already to me, you know, much more enjoyable than anything I had done in a boat in college. You know, everybody was extremely friendly and, and, and the whole scene just, just, it just felt different and I enjoyed it a lot more. I mean, right. it probably helped that I won, but, um, it just seemed like the people were a little bit more genuine when I, when I did the college tournaments, everybody was very hush hush. Nobody talked to each other and that was it. You were there to do one thing and fish. There was, there was really not a whole lot of camaraderie. So, so I really appreciated it. And I knew that I wanted to really put some time and, and try to dedicate myself to, to kayak bass fishing moving forward. Right. Yeah, and I think that seems to be the, the overwhelming comment I get, you know, whether it's doing an interview or just talking to people at the ramp or in general, the camaraderie that we have in the sport is, I, I hate to say unrivaled, that, you know, it's almost like, 
saying game changer at this stage, but <laughs> I get that. definitely seems like that. You know what I mean? It seems to be that that is, that is, has been the thing that's really just sucked everybody in and keeps them around, you know, which is I, I completely agree. I completely agree. I have, you so know, how long has it been since that first big win? Let's see that plaque. I have that plaque actually. And it's, uh, April, it was on April 6, 2013. So just that's been a little bit of time. It's been over six years. Yep, yep. One of my first cat tournaments. I mean, I, I, so, so what's changed? I guess for you in the past six years since that first win, what's what's changed? I think you know. I don't know so much that I've changed much as much as this sport has changed, um, okay. and, and 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 for the better, in the sense that, well, for one thing, I, I don't think anybody would disagree with me that it's the amount that this sport has grown is absolutely astronomical. Um, I went from, you know, fishing the, at the time, I think that, that North Texas trail, it, we had between 25 and 35 participants a tournament. Um, okay. And I went from that to about, to two years later, I think I started fishing cats and we had 160 participants in some of those tournaments and that just blew my mind nice and right. now with uh you know with entities like the kbf and the hobie boss we've got these awesome national opportunities that only just a few years ago were, were really not available and they certainly weren't available you know back in 2013 when i started doing this thing so the sport has really changed and and, and for a while, you know, I was thinking if eventually if, if I feel not, you know, not that I necessarily feel this way, but if I feel that I'm ready to take, you know, take this to the next level, I'm going to have to get a boat, you know, and it's this, this sport is starting to get to the point where if you want to take your fishing to the next level, you don't have to get a boat. Kayak fishing is already starting to get to that next level. And to me, that's that's really cool, especially because of, you know, how committed I am, how much I love to actually fish out of a kayak. You know, right. I, I definitely there's no doubt that I enjoy it more than fishing out of a bass boat. Now, that's not to say that I don't love fishing out of a bass boat. You know, there's something to be said for being able to go wherever you want. But, you know, I don't think anybody who who's, who's caught a big bass in a kayak will tell you, oh, I'd, I would have much rather have caught that big bass out of a bass boat. Not one person. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. In fact, you know, you and I have had this conversation, you know, before, like a year or two ago, but all of my big fish, and it still stands, all of my double-digit stuff's come out of a kayak. It's not been out of my bass boat. And, I, you know, a couple of years back, I took my boat, and it's parked in Texas, you know, at Sam Raver. Um, That's awesome. And I'll use it a couple times a year, but other than that, I'm fishing primarily out of a kayak when I'm on the water. You know, I get a chance to be on the water. It's on a kayak. Sam Rayburn's not a bad place to park a boat. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm not complaining about that one whatsoever. That's for damn sure. That's awesome. So where where are your favorite places to fish? My favorite place. Well, I mean, I've made it pretty clear on social media. My my favorite lake on the face of the planet is Lake Fort. Um, <laughs> that place has blessed me with days that bass fishermen dream of right 
I mean, where, I mean, you're, you're, you're in a school and every single fish you're catching out of that school, one after the other is over 22 inches. Wow. And it's hard for that. Not when, when something like that's happened to you on a lake like that multiple times, it's hard for that not to be your favorite lake on the planet. Now I'm still waiting for the day that that happens to me in a tournament, but, uh, but nonetheless, I mean, it really is a special place. Uh, right. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's such a, I think one of the things that makes it unique is they've got that slot limit in place. Right. And I don't know if this is what makes that like one of the things that makes that lake so special or not, but you know, it's, it's really a wonderful thing for kayak fishermen because those, those, those fish are never those between 16 and 24 inches. Those fish are never getting pulled out of the lake ever. You right. know, that's a pretty cool deal. You can't say yeah. that about many lakes, you know, now I know, I know bass boats, bass boat people don't always love it because they're, they'll be in a tournament. They'll catch a 23 and three quarter inch nine pounder. And it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> right. But for us kayak guys, it, it definitely means something that, that's absolutely that's one of the reasons i even though you know lake fork does have some very educated fish as a result you know they get caught and put back and caught and put back um i think it's one of the best kayak fishers in the country the uh, now did you get a chance to make it up to st Clair for the uh holy bass open i did not i got i got a little bit hung up with uh with some work stuff, but, uh, man, I, I definitely wish I had gone up there because that was one heck of an event. I mean, I think I saw on the first day that there were 24 stringers over 90 inches and that's, that's pretty absurd. In my yeah, opinion. It's, uh, I was kind of watching that thing play out and, you know, I'm, I was, I was actually just on the Christine Fisher watch to be honest. And, um, just to see if she could, you know, Pull up, pull out another one, and, and she didn't do too damn bad. Um, <laughs> not obviously all. rolling in second, but you know what? Some people may not know is your roommate, one Matthew Scotch. Uh, he came in third. He did, you know, he did well at the event as well. Yep, yep. I was actually uh, in communication a little bit with both of them prior to the event, and they were telling me a little bit about their pre-fishing, and and honestly, I was ready for them to shut up. <laughs> Right. I was going to say, I was about to say, and when did you stop talking to him? Because I'll tell you, man, it's multiple, multiple events at St. Clair. I just don't want to hear about it anymore. I'm like, same thing. Shut up. Can't talk about it. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly though, I, I can't complain. I, I, I will get opportunities to go back and I got the opportunity to fish it last year for, for the first time. And, and it, it's just, I mean, stupid is the only way I really know how to describe it. Um, yeah, it's it's stupid and unique. It's just you you fish it totally differently than you would approach any other lake on the planet. I mean, the whole lake is one big flat, and that's just not something I'm used to in Texas. You know what I right. mean? Oh yeah, yes I do. But it was pretty cool. It, I can't wait to go back, and I'm I'm stoked for for uh matt and christine having done so well you know they they're incredible anglers though and they they absolutely deserve all the success they're having they've, they've worked very hard for it yeah oh i yeah absolutely that's one of those things you know i don't think a lot of people realize you know some people i've, I've talked to they're like well i think matthew's just a savant when it comes to this stuff and i'm like or 
maybe he just works his ass off. You know, I, honestly, I, I think it's a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. He, you know, I think there's, I think there's people that are just born with it and they've got it. And I think when you combine that with hard work, it takes you to the next, next level. And I think, I think both Matt and Christine are kind of on that, on that level. You know, not only were they born with it, but they've worked hard and built on it and they've taken it to the next level. Right. Well, you know, you can't let yourself out of that one. You just got to stop working, man. You got to like uh, quit your day job or something and just go fish. Well, you know, the whole reason that I'm, I'm really, you know, one of the biggest reasons that I do what I do, like I mentioned earlier, I'm a farm and ranch real estate agent is because it gives me the flexibility to fish, to fish much more than just about any other job, you know, right. Um, among other reasons, you know, I love to be outdoors and I, and I, I I've always valued, uh, I've always valued the the outdoors and it was, it was really important to me to make sure I was that, you know, whatever I was doing with my life, it, it kept me outside. But aside from that, you know, I needed to be able to spend a lot of time on the water. I want to continue to pursue tournament fishing. I want to have a flexible schedule and that's exactly what this, this has allowed me. So, you know, I'm, yeah, I, you know, this time around I, I got hung up with work, but you know, because I do what I do, I'm going to get to fish a lot for that. For that, I'm extremely thankful. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, man, I, that pretty much covers it. I mean, stuff that you want to talk about, let people get to know, you know, who you are, um, you know, kind of where you grew up and, and what brought you into this thing. And because everybody's story is different, you know, tournament, tournament performance is one thing, right? Uh, I, I think, most people can have some, you know, they put enough hard work and they're going to get a good event and, you know, you'll get the, the typical interview with the, with the questions about placement and what you caught those on and what your favorite baits are and all that, you know, all that happy horse shit. I'll leave that to somebody else. Um, for me, I think it's more important for people to get to know who you are, you know, take that time, learn that about you. So, you know, when they do see you, when they do, you know, if they get a chance to meet you, they know a little more about you and, you know, your background, where you came from, and that you're not just some freaking clown that picked up a rod one day and poof, started winning events, you know, had to bust your ass, you know, even at age eight, you had to wait it out all day to catch that one damn fish. Yeah, that's exactly right. All, all day long, and you know what, I'll, I'll never forget it. You yeah, know, it's exactly fishing is, in my opinion, it's, it's one of the most unique sports there is, especially competitive fishing. Because I think it's the I think it's the only sport where you could be in last place out of a hundred people and in ten minutes jump to first. <laughs> That's very true. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't think you, ro you roll into the right spot. Yeah. Exactly, and uh, for that reason, I'm glad I'm a part of this sport. You know, uh, I love it. I love it, man. Yeah, no, I I agree. It's been a fun ride. I I'm enjoying the hell out of it, and I'm not even fishing that much anymore. I'm just enjoying watching everybody else, you know, do well and and trying to take an active role and getting things to where they can just get to that, you know, next level and continue well, to grow. You're doing a good job, Richard. I appreciate, it, brother. Appreciate it. You know, it takes a lot of work, and all I got to do is just listen to you guys. Trust me, when when something's wrong, you guys have no problem letting me know. <laughs> that's funny how that works but you yeah, know we're in it though 
Well, you're doing a great job, and we're, we're really happy that you're a part of the KBF. I know I speak for a lot of anglers out there when I say that, you know, we're, we're really glad you're a part of it, and, and you do a great job, man, and, and I hope that you never have a reason to, to leave. No, you guys will probably have to kick my ass out. Like I said, you know, for me, it's the highlights, you know, when you get older, you want to start doing stuff to, to support the sport and other people being successful in it. And that's, that's really what this is boiled down to. And I, I appreciate the, you know, uh, the compliments, but I, I seriously, uh, it's one surrounding yourself with a good team. And two, like I said, it really just comes down to listening. Um, people are more than happy to tell you what's wrong. We kind of have the still in the Navy, a bitching sailor is a happy sailor. Um, and so I just take that same approach when it comes to, when it comes to the anglers, you know, if, and, and it's like being, a, it's like patterning fish, right? Um, if, if one person's got one issue, but they're the only person with that issue, it may just be an isolated event. Whereas if, you know, we see that problem exist again with another angler, huh? We may have a larger issue. By the time you get three, just like catching, you know, a fish on the same piece of cover, on the same side of the piece of cover with wind blowing in a certain direction, angle, depth, et cetera, you know, you know, you have a pattern, right? It's yep. that Absolutely. pattern's there. You got to apply it. And if you don't, then, you know, shame on you and just pay attention to lessons learned. And like I said, the novel thought really boils down at the end of the day of just, just listening. And I think um, that comes with, and honestly, I think it comes with age because my parents would tell you, I didn't listen for shit when I was a kid. So, <laughs> you know, in fact, I'd probably, my ex-wife would probably tell you I didn't listen for shit as an adult either, but yeah, working on it. Oh, we're all working on it a little bit. That's for sure. Yeah. We, I don't think there's a person on the planet that couldn't work on becoming a better listener. There you go. Exactly. That two ears, one mouth thing, right? Exactly. Right on. All right, brother, I'll let you get back at it. I'm going to jump out of the truck here as soon as I can, and we'll get this thing up here next week. Uh rolling into ICAST, but I appreciate the time as always and, and good luck to you, man. I'll talk to you soon. Awesome, Richard. Thank you for having me and I'll see you over at ICAST, man. See you there, brother. All right, buddy. Take it easy. Right. You too.